Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Platitude Era podcast. In this episode of the podcast, we will be reviewing the movie Ready or Not. So uh, the way we like to talk about movies is we go into so much detail, we talk the shit out of movies. First off, we want to thank everyone who's listening to us on the go, whether it's Spotify, Anchor app, Google Podcasts, or what have you, have you not. Thank you to those of you that are watching us on YouTube. We really appreciate it. We've been getting uh, new subscribers lately, and thank you for subscribing and watching. You can find all this content, Platitude Era. Uh, so we'd like to begin off with marketing. How badly did this movie want to make you get off your butt and go watch the movie? Sadly, uh, this movie had a really good trailer, you know, really good premise about, uh, a woman on her wedding night, uh, has to go through this initiation where she's hunted by her in-laws. And if she survives, welcome to the family. And if she dies, well, you know, it wasn't meant to be, um, go, go ahead. Tell me what you thought about the marketing. Uh, I want to say I only saw a trailer for this a week or two ago. Like it had almost non-existent marketing. I want to say I I don't know if there was a huge marketing push. Like oh, this looks like a kind of cute movie or whatever. You know, just like a fun little ditty. One of those kinds of movies, I guess. Like yeah, it looks relatively original or something. I'll give it a shot if I if it's in one of my theaters. But it's. Looks like it might be one of those one of those uh, movies that has a low uh, theater count or whatever. Yeah, something happened with this movie because uh, we saw critics talk about it and say, "Oh man, this movie's uh, really good." And it's got you know on Rotten Tomatoes eighty eight percent critic score, audience score eighty one percent. So the movie's not bad; it's entertaining, but it just didn't perform that well at the box office. And it had one of those original and unique uh, premises. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's too high concept or something. I don't know. Maybe uh, one of those mass shootings got in the way of the movie or something. I don't know. I got this, like, there was another, there was, like, a movie that got canceled, but, or, you know, got pushed back, and I got that one confused with this one, because I, I think this had a hunting element to it. I'm like, is this the, is this the movie that got canceled? Oh, it's not? Well, whatever. Yeah, the, the other one uh, that was canceled, um, maybe that's We don't have the... to get into that one, but, yeah. You know. The the reason why this one had uh, a low score or, you know, at the box office, this one was six, didn't even make it to the top five. So maybe that's what happened. They canceled that other movie and people thought this movie was canceled instead of the other one. Yeah, it's possible, I guess. I don't, I don't know. So sometimes the movie going audience is strange because, I mean, this movie has high scores and it clearly made it to theaters, but, you know, folks didn't show up for it. Yeah, the the movie that was canceled was from Universal and Blumhouse called The Hunt. And Mm. uh, one of the reasons I heard that movie was canceled, uh, uh, people said, oh, it's because it has too many guns in the trailers. But what I heard from a trusted source on YouTube was that uh, conservatives got the wrong message. They thought, oh, this movie... Don't go too into politics. You know, we're talking about Ready or Not. We're not talking about another movie. (laughs) I need to reel you in real fucking hard before you ruin this. Alrighty, so we talked about the marketing, a uh, good score, but for some reason, the movie just uh, couldn't. Um, the movie just couldn't cut it at the box office, and it could be a hundred different reasons. Um, as far as uh, story, yeah, it was original idea. Uh, I was sitting through. Uh, 
I was sitting through. Uh, hold on, I, I got a text message. Take take over for me uh, as far uh, as story. I'm going to fill the air with sound. It won't be anything meaningful, but it will be sound that I am saying. So, Ready or Not was a movie we saw, and <laughs> I don't care about the marketing uh, segment in the show that much. So, I'm not going to really talk about the marketing. Are we still talking about the marketing? No, no, we're talking about the story. <laughs> Oh, we're talking about the story. So a woman gets married and she's brought into a family, but there's a strange ritual where the family needs to play a game to be initiated into the family. She needs to be uh, play a game. And uh, sometimes you play chess, sometimes you play checkers, sometimes you play dominoes. But if you get the, uh, the hide and seek card, then it turns into the deadliest game, that book, movie, whatever. Man, the deadliest prey. Yeah, and the way that marketing make it seem, it seemed like, oh, every time, um, uh, every time somebody gets married and you're in- inducted into the the family, you have to be hunted. And then you watch the movie, and it's like, no, it's it's uh, up to chance. You know, if you get the hunted card, then you're fucked. But if mm. you don't get the hunted card, then uh, hey, you won't hate us, and it won't be awkward during the holidays. And uh, it was original story. Uh, kind of made sense as to uh how they did it as far as why they hunt people but the story for me i don't know for you but for me it felt like it was something that would have fit as far as a short story or a short film uh at a certain point i just started getting bored because it was pretty much just the same thing over and over again yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't feel that way. I, I felt that with other movies where the premise is pretty simple. Yeah, I could see it as a short film. I guess I kept me entertained enough. I guess enough things were happening in the movie where it didn't make me go, "Here we go again." I mean, it's it's a dark comedy, so I mean, like you know, people get killed and it's played for laughs or whatever. So I, I, you know, different pe- you know, different things are happening to different people while this poor woman trying to escape through all of it and it kept me entertained enough it didn't blow me away or nothing it's no good boys i'll tell you that's <laughs> free but uh yeah i, I it didn't that didn't bo- that aspect didn't bother me as much i i don't know why though i i started getting bored with this movie because the more i thought about it the more i realized oh this movie has a lot of layers to it because you have the in-laws are hunting this poor woman on her wedding night and everybody has a reason to do it you have some people that are hunting her because it's like, oh, I'm just following orders, which is a problem we have in it's society. Like, when duh, you... It's here he goes dragging us down again. <laughs> Sorry, <No>. everybody. <laughs> just, just a quick thing. When you study World War II yeah. and everyone says, oh, you know, it was a bad thing. Why did it happen? Uh, oh, we were just following orders. That's one thing. And then another part of the family that does it, it's because it's tradition. Oh, we have to hunt this person because it's a tradition and because we've done it. And then I think there was a third set that, oh, uh, why did they do this? You know, oh, you know, it's it's for survival. Our family's cursed. If we don't hunt this family member, um, you know, our family's going to suffer some way. We're cursed and we have to do this. Well, I, I mean, for me, I took it as everybody's doing it because they're afraid of this curse. But some people probably enjoy it more than others. Yeah, because they, they showed that uh, a lot in this movie where... Uh, it was like they kept talking about it. Oh, we're cursed. Why do we have to do this? Why? Because we're cursed. And if we don't do this, something bad is going to happen to our family. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you watch certain characters and they're just following orders. Like, for example, uh, there's fake Jack Black in this movie. I don't know what the actor's Ooh. name is. 
Oh, oh, you know what I thought of him as? I thought of him more as uh, whoever the fat guy was from Beetlejuice. You know what I mean? Oh, he yeah. like him. That's what the vibe I got off of him. That's right. But he was just, uh, you know, he was on his phone the whole time. Every time something would happen, it's like, oh, she's over here. Or go look for her. He's like, uh-huh, yeah, okay. I'm on my phone um, texting. Uh, uh, I'm well, going to pretend part of that. I... Like, wanted it to be like a, like a Coen Brothers movie where, like, look at all these people trying to do a serious thing, but they're all like horribly inefficient and just terrible at it so like oh this guy's using a crossbow but he doesn't know how to use a crossbow oh so he's gonna look up videos on youtube or whatever (laughs) i'm sorry what happened nothing happened i finished Uh, my statement oh but you went in like a such like commanding uh statement that i thought you were gonna take over and i could just be supporting you no stuff i finished your turn to talk Okay, so we got that there's layers. Um, my interpretation was that there were uh, different reasons for doing it. You saw it only as, as one reason, right? That the only reason they did this was to save the family from the curse? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, yeah, they're just fa- like they're all falling orders, but people have different, you know, uh, different, uh, different, what's the word? different reactions, different approaches, whatever. I mean, like the brother-in-law pl- played by Adam Brody, you see him like clearly intoxicating himself throughout the whole movie. So he's not as fond about this. He'd rather not be involved. And then his wife seems more enthusiastic about it because she sees like she desperately wants to be a part of the family. So to be a part of the family is to take part in this tradition. So, you know, different characters have different relationships to this ritual. Yeah, Um I guess we'll have to go into spoilers as far as to break down why different people have different reasons for doing this. Um, but yeah, going into acting, uh, Adam Brody, he's the humor in this movie, correct? Or there's other people that do the humor? Well, I mean, it's all hum- like a, a fat guy who might may or may not be a blood relative to the guy from Beetlejuice. He's kind of like an idiot. His wife, who is also, I guess, a sister-in-law. She's like an idiot too. She she accidentally kills. I guess that's spoiler. Well, who cares? It's in but the trailer too. Yeah. But you sometimes you say I don't see the trailers and I get spoiled. <laughs> Dickhead. Uh, but yeah, like she she like accidentally kills the staff, and that's you know that's her running joke. Well, eh, you know the parents—they're—they're they're doing their thing. They seem to be more serious. The aunt looks like a like a walking corpse, <laughs> and she's definitely serious about it. There's uh, the star of the movie, uh, Samara Weaving, who and... may be related to Hugo Weaving. I don't uh, know for sure. According maybe. to IMBD, she is. She's the niece of Hugo Weaving. But, I mean, maybe IMDb is like Wikipedia and anyone can shove anything in there. I do you more research, right. but I care not. But yeah. I just heard the name Weaving. I'm like, hey, maybe? I don't know. It could be if uh, IMDb is right. And, uh, you know, I, I believe people do put in their own, own stuff. Because I've sometimes seen the trivia. And it's like, oh, yeah, you could tell some ordinary person put that in there. But, I mean... Yeah. To horribly insult the actress, we've just we've just been calling her uh, fake Margot Robbie because yeah, <laughs> we call her fake Margot Robbie, and uh, her role in this movie, she's pretty much um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, 
you look at her, she's like this blonde girl and, and you don't expect much from her. And as the movie progresses, she finds ways to survive. Yeah. And kind of like in the, uh, in the same vein as uh, what, what are those movie calls uh, happy death day or whatever. I kind of like saw her as like, Oh, she's like a pretty charismatic lead who will like, you know, probably go pretty far in Hollywood or whatever. Cause you know, she does a pretty bang up job in this movie. I, I hope she does. She, she did a really good job in this movie. And, um, uh, just my complaints were with the story. The story started getting boring, but as far as her, uh, nothing about her was boring. Uh, she carried the movie. Well, she hit the comedic notes. She hit the action notes. She hit the horror notes. She hit all the notes correctly. Um, I guess maybe, maybe she is really the niece of Hugo weaving, or she could be the daughter of Hugo weaving. And, you know, she learned some acting from, from her relative. I guess maybe it runs in the family. And then just to go back to Adam Brody, I'm sorry. Uh, He was really funny in this movie. Um, He says stuff. I think he's pretty much the audience point of view. You know, it's like, why do we need to do this? Why do we need to hurt this poor woman? She's not expecting this. And that's pretty much what the audience is thinking. And then it it makes sense where it says, uh, oh, you know, the family's cursed. So we have to keep the family alive. Yes. And, Those uh, things you said. The actor, uh, you know, uh, all the actors in this movie, they, they play up the humor, which the humor in this movie is, oh, in-laws can be murder. Yeah, it, it plays on that dynamic of, you know, the family. The family wants to include you, but they're also desperately trying to remove you from the equation. I guess that's kind of the game you play when you're trying to join a family. And uh, now we're moving on to directing, and here we cover pretty much everything else that doesn't fit into our other categories. Uh, I like the look of the film. Uh, yeah, it has like, like uh, a very warm, like old, antique feel because it's you know shot in a beautiful mansion, old, like very old money. Because I guess you know the family, I guess, comes from old money technically. Like a lot of yellows and oranges, and everything just kind of looks. I guess classic-y, I guess. Like it looks like an Instagram filter. Oh yeah, I loved I loved the look and the the colors of the film and just the the set design as well. You know, it's a very beautiful mansion that's been in the family for years and some parts of it have been remodeled and other parts have stayed the same. So it's got that spooky look, but I wouldn't mind living in a house like that cuz it's, you know, roomy. It's it's homey. It kind of reminds me of the Winchester mystery house where it's just like, oh, there's secret corridors everywhere. Like this, this movie is like almost it's like a cinematic version of Clue, the board game, except if that weren't already made into a movie. But whatever. Yeah. And, and uh, I love those secret corridors as well. You know, it just made it fun. And uh, the way they explain that in the movie, it's like, oh, you know, this family is so rich. Uh, they can't do anything on their own. Their servants need to help them, but their servants need uh, fast routes between their rooms and the kitchen or whatever else they need help with. They need a, a quick route. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like the soundtrack too. Uh, it really did add to the atmosphere where the music would come in on the humorous scenes and come in during the scary scenes and they had this really good song called hide and seek and i suggest uh you listen to it whether on youtube or spotify the song is very humorous and fun and it kind of has that uh what's the name of that uh guy that makes those old scary movies price oh vincent price yeah it had that vincent price feel 
Yeah, this movie feels kind of I I don't want to say old fashioned, but yeah, it it has a it has an old world charm to it, I suppose. Um, what's your recommendation for this movie? Uh, I would say, I think I think it's like probably a pretty fun date movie or something like that. It, it's it's uh it's not too it's not too shit. Like you can see it in the movie theater. You you don't have to see it in the movie theater. I I liked it a bit. Probably not enough to rewatch it. You know, maybe rent it on iTunes or something. It was an enjoyable, relatively fast-paced ninety minutes. It doesn't it doesn't drag too long. It might for some because the plot's relatively simple. But I think the ride is enjoyable enough where you know you'll have a pretty good time at the movies and or in front of you the big screen. Yeah, my my recommendation is it's it's up to you, uh, people listening or or watching, uh, whether you want to see this movie or not. For me, I saw this movie. Uh, there was nothing wrong with it. It's just, I guess it just wasn't my kind of movie. Mm-hmm. And I only saw this once and I don't know if I'll ever see it again. Maybe if it's on TV, uh, there's so much stuff on Netflix. So I know I'm not going to see it on Netflix. So the best I could say is see it if you dare. Yeah. Oh, are you closing? I don't know. I could technically say more, but that felt like a nice send off. Yeah. See it if you dare. And uh, any, any stingers at the end? Any no. reason to stay after the credits? No, nothing post credits, nothing at all. Technically, a little bit where it plays that hide and seek song a, a little bit, but other than that, eh, nothing worth nothing worth sitting through, like you know, holding up the the uh, movie theater employees from cleaning up all of the gunk and shit from the from the auditorium. Yeah, the, there's nothing during the credits. Uh, then at the end, they do something that a few movies do that people find annoying for example famous example i can think of is cloverfield where at the end of the credits they play this little audio clip it says something and in this one it was just like ready or not here i come so it kind of gave me that feeling when that audio came at the end it's like oh you know disneyland haunted mansion a ghost is gonna follow you home yeah so that's why you don't need to see the end credits i mean it's a fun enough song if you can listen to it on spotify more power to you and yeah, that's I what saved I did. You the seven minutes from having to sit through the credits. I saw the movie and I still listen to it on Spotify a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, now we're in your favorite part. This is the spoiler section. So if you don't want to be spoiled, pause it, watch the movie, and then unpause and we'll continue on with the spoiled discussion. And if not, based on the box office score, it's very unlikely you're going to see this movie. So uh, welcome to the spoiler section, your favorite section. Go for it. Well, I think the only thing I have to say for the spoilers is that the uh, like I saw a commercial for it and it it fucked me for the movie because it's like and it has a it has a a twist ending that'll blow your mind. I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's gonna have a twist. And then I'm watching the movie, and then it's coming towards the end of the movie, and I'm just sitting in my chair thinking, oh, let me guess, the husband's gonna turn on the wife, huh? <laughs> and then that happened, and I'm like, fuck that commercial, a. And B, uh, uh, I I have a feel like because the end of the movie is that the curse because part of the movie is is the curse real? I don't know, maybe not, but who cares if it's not if it is real? Then why why you know why would we not kill this person? Let's just just as the insurance policy, let's just kill this person because that's how our family survived for so long. So part of the movie just like oh, is the curse real or isn't it? So when they wrapped up the movie with yeah, the curse is real, I think. If I feel like maybe it was a reshoot or something, maybe that was the original intent of the movie was to have the the husband turn 
to be a bad guy because like if you if you had him be the good guy and then you killed him off then the audience kind of has a nasty taste in their mouth like oh you just killed that guy for no reason what was up with that so they like just like in a snap turned him into a bad guy so you could hate him for no real good reason uh this is a this one was a classic example of writing yourself into um into a corner so this guy falls in love with this girl wants to marry her but he knows that she might be in trouble if she draws the hide and seek card they're the family's gonna have to hunt her but he's so in love with her still marries her but then why would you do that plus now we live in the new millennium where you don't even need to get married you could live with your um your spouse for a long time famous examples are uh i think it's uh tim robbins and uh and his wife, Susan Sarandon, I don't think they're married. I think they're just boyfriend and girlfriend for a long time. Well, they broke up or something. I don't mm. know. I don't care. I don't, I'm not here to speculate about celebrities, whatevers. But yeah. I think, well, like, because they had a line where, like, she's like, oh, I never had a family and I always wanted to join a family. So I guess in her mind, getting married was a thing she wanted to do, I guess. And then with him, if he didn't want to marry her, then she would walk away and want someone else. I don't know. I, I it wants to. I think the movie wants to say something about the concept of marriage or whatever. You know, some people do it for selfish reasons. Other people think they're they're doing it because you know they truly feel something for this person, but are ultimately doing it for their own selfish reasons. I don't know. I, I guess that's part of the hazy thing. It didn't seem super developed. I I still I still got that aspect of the story, but eh. The, the turn for the husband kind of felt a little forced for me. Yeah, the more I thought about it, it uh, made me realize this seemed like, uh, I'm going to call it the Eli Roth flip, where Eli Roth has done this in a couple of movies, or I think he only did it in one, Hostel, where there's mm-hmm. this flip where the character that you think is the good guy, for example, the husband flips and becomes the bad guy and tries to kill his wife. And then the guy you think is a bad guy, Adam Brody, flips and turns into the good guy and tries to save the wife yeah well they set him up to like be a bad guy but then he's drunk throughout the whole movie so you can't help but get the inkling that he doesn't really want to partake in the the hunt so i don't don't know and this is where uh the story does well and the acting does well because adam brody when you think about it why is he always drunk and, and what's wrong well in the beginning of the movie they show this flashback where he's a little kid and he's so excited for the hunt. And he's like, he's like, mom, dad, he's in here. Kill him. He's in here. And then it seems like that weighed in on him or that messed him up where he had to constantly drink to try to forget that. That was some kind of guilt that was eating him. Well, I don't remember. I, I don't. He didn't really talk about it, I guess, because he wasn't a big fan of it. But, you know, like the other family members are like, oh, we like did this once before. But it, they didn't really talk about how many times he experienced it or, you know how many times he got a a uh, spouse or whatever killed or whatever, you know. I wonder if that was the, the only time it, it happened. Or they said and maybe that one family. other time. I don't remember. But I just remember, like, you know, like his wife was like, I, I experienced it once before, but we didn't get the hide and seek or we didn't. I don't remember. Whatever. Some people experienced the hide and seek. Some people didn't. And then I wondered if it, Adam Brody and his wife, if they were in love or they weren't in love anymore, because they kind of showed that his wife was, uh, what was it, like a gold digger. Because, you know, different family members had different uh, 
reasons for the hunt. And as far as Adam Brody's wife, why did she do this? Did she do this just to follow orders, which I said earlier? Or did she do this um, because of the tradition? No, she did this because she's afraid of being poor. She says, oh, yeah, I'll kill this woman if it means I'm not going to be poor. I don't know if the movie said this or if it, it like hinted at this or anything, but I was kind of thinking about it. I just popped into my head right now because I like to come up with nonsense <laughs> uh, conspiracy theories <laughs> where uh, maybe he knew she was a gold digger and he wanted to marry her just to hope that she would pick the hide and seek card and kind of, you know, rid the world of a person like her. Maybe I'm just coming up with this out of my ass because there didn't seem like any real reason why they should be together. Like, he didn't seem to like her at all. So I don't know how they got as far as marry, marriage. Just yeah. Far. Yeah, and, and, and that goes back to what we were talking about earlier when we were talking about the story, how this movie has so many layers and you can analyze it so many different ways. Hmm. Uh, the movie ends with... Uh, it, the movie. The way the movie ends, it seems like it fits within the universe of Rosemary's Baby where this family made their fortune because... They sold their their soul to the devil for money. Mm-hmm. And uh, as far as the sacrifice, they have to kill an incoming family member. And the reason each person hunts has their own reason. That's, that's the way I saw it. Um, you had people that hunted to follow orders, uh, which was fake Jack Black and the daughter that always fucks up. She was supposed to be some kind of a, either Paris Hilton type daughter like a celebuton type daughter that's like oops <laughs> well i wouldn't say it was a lot of <laughs> because she was always disappointed in herself for always fucking up and then just the way that the dad tried to comfort her is like no no honey no it's it's not your fault it's the weapon's mm. fault or it's the house's fault yeah and then as far as others hunt for tradition i have here yeah, the parents the dad. Yeah, the pair, the dad and, and his sister, the aunt, hunted for tradition. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, I have here uh, hunts to keep the family together was the mom, which mm-hmm. was, uh, I think, Andy, Andy McDowell was the mom. Yeah, she she hunted for tradition and uh, she kind of uh, what's that called where in the movie they let you know how it's going to end foreshadow. Yeah, they foreshadowed because she said, oh, my son, uh, your husband. Uh, he's going to come back to the family, and he does. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't call that necessarily good foreshadowing because there wasn't really any the – only, the only reason it makes sense for him to turn on his wife is because you killed my mom. And that's uh, – what, what movie? What am I thinking of? Oh, uh, uh, Captain America Civil War where, like, Iron Man turns on Captain America because, like, yeah, but he killed my mom. So, you know, that – kind of makes sense in that respect but other than that i don't know and then um this movie so it seems like it could fit inside the um rosemary's universe but i also thought it was interesting how they had this little game box and that kind of reminded me of clive barker's hellraiser where they had a puzzle box in that yeah it 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 does feel very i don't know because i mean uh, it's a movie that kind of plays with is it supernatural or isn't and then it winds up being supernatural so i kind of i don't i guess you don't get to see a lot of uh sa- satanism in horror movies nowadays yeah paranormal activity where, where are you at enough with the witches <laughs> bring back satan and bring uh, back deals with the devil <laughs> that's the, the movie ends with um 
I don't know if you want to mention how it ends or if you want to leave the audience in suspense. Well, I mean, it was all real, I guess. Uh, our protagonist, the wife, wins. She survives. Everyone blows up. Yeah. And everyone spontaneously combusts. And uh, another way, you know, to have fun with this movie, uh, I know some people saw this and at the end they were like, wait, so was the family vampires? Because I think the aunt, the dad's oh. sister, the aunt opens the curtains and then they freak out when sunlight enters the mansion. And then, oh. poof, they all start blowing up like vampires. Well, I guess it's part of, like, because we don't understand this. We don't understand this curse. So we're just basing it off things we've seen in movies or whatever. So, I mean, <laughs> like, because it was based on dawn. So you, I guess you assume that the sunrise is what kills you. But they didn't know for sure. And then they open up a curtain. It's like, ah, but they're fine. And then I, I got this. I, I don't know. Maybe it's random. But, like. She, like she was looking at the people that exploded, so I'm like, did she get magical powers? Did her surviving the the, the night give her powers? Because every time, like, she turned into the kid from Twilight Zone, like, you're a bad man, and I'm gonna make you go away. It looked like that, but maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, people see, that's another ex- that's another example of layers in this movie. Did she get powers? Because there's this um, mystical element that comes up at the end. I mm-hmm. think the way I would have been more entertained with this movie and not bored is. So you have the first two acts of the movie, which is what it is. You know, she's being chased. She's trying to survive. And then the third act introduces the, the Satanism and it introduces all, all that uh, occult stuff. Yeah. But I guess it's kind of a fun twist to leave it for the way end. It's like for the way end. It's like, oh, yeah, it was real. Because <laughs> I mean, like you see these people like they're leaning hard into it. They, they look like they're wearing like masks from uh, Eyes Wide Shut or something. They, they're like. They don't understand this thing, but they, they they have cloaks on, they have masks, they have, you know, they're chanting rituals or whatever. And everyone's like, I don't know what this is, but we have to do it because we're tradition or whatever. I guess part of this movie is kind of playing against, you know, old money or old, like, you know, trust fund people. Just like, oh, you, you, the only reason you do what you do is because that's what, you know, your family's done, even though it might may or may not be the right way to do things. I feel like this whole movie is just a big fuck you to, to rich people. Yeah, <laughs> that one percenters. Mm. And uh, yeah, like you said, there was so much stuff, the way they play with it, how uh, uh, they picked and choose. For example, there was like a famous scene where they, they couldn't find the woman. She's hiding throughout the house. They can't find her. And they say, well, you know, we're doing this the old fashioned way where it's just hide and seek. But why don't we just implement technology into this where we'll turn Fuck on the cameras. <laughs> Grandpa yeah. would have used cameras if they had them at the time. <laughs> And then you have this other family member that says, well, then instead of using these uh, prehistoric weapons, crossbows and bow and arrows and like axes, can I use my gun? Yeah. I was like, no, I, no, no. Mm-hmm. Grandpa, I guess it's also that. like, you know, a commentary on religion and tradition. That's why this movie's kind of about marriage. It's just like, well, why do we do the things we do? It's be- oh, it's because people before us have done it. And it's like, well, why do people before them do it? It's because the people before those people did it. And it's just, that whole thing. So I guess it's about breaking the cycle or doing your own thing just cause or whatever, you know? And, uh, I, I also liked, um, how, I mean, you thought she had superpowers, but I just thought it was like a throwback to, uh, Sam Raimi and his evil dead movies where you get the main actor and you just drench them in blood. So, you know, she sees one family member explode and they cover her with blood. She splashed with blood and then another, a family member. And then, boom, more blood. And she just 
by the end, when every family member dies, she's just soaking in blood. Yeah, as, as another piece of visual aspect or whatever, just like the end of the movie, uh, the house is burning on fire and she walks through like, I don't know, the foyer or French doors or whatever. And she's like covered in like dark, like her dress, you know, the start of the movie, she's dressed, she's in an all white dress because she got married and she's she's been in that dress the whole night. And then at the end of the movie, it's almost black, a dark red color. And just, you know, oh, she's a different person or whatever. She She's not wearing white. She's not innocent and pure. She's, you know, just in completely dark black or whatever. She's changed, whatever. And yeah, and the dress is, is falling apart too. Like mm-hmm. she'll get stuck on something. Because it's funny, she's playing hide and go seek. She's wearing this big dress and then she's going through these tight corners or hiding in the spots and her dress gets caught on something and she has to like tear it apart. Oh, tearing off the dress like you're tearing off the fabric of tradition. Yeah. And then an example of her good acting is, like you said, once she leaves the house and she survives, you know, she's got this look on the fa- on her face like, oh, okay, that makes sense why I don't have a family because families can be murdered. Yeah. And then I'm excited for this. This is the first time ever we're going to do this. We've never done this before. Uh, some people do this, and they do very well on their videos. Uh, ending Explained. So we're going to do our version of Ending Explained here. Go. I feel like I already explained everything. It's about tradition or whatever. This is the Well, I mean, I'm glad you said that because I feel like this is the first time I, like, I got a movie's nuances where it's about <laughs> tradition and tearing all that shit down. It's about it hates marriage, traditions, rich people. Uh, I don't know, the traditional male-female structure, relationships in general, I guess. I mean, it, it's about all that stuff, and it's pretty fitting that this movie is about a marriage and, you know, hunting this, per- you know, doing this one thing for, like, you love this person, so you marry them because you love them, and you're doing this for them, but then you're also doing this, you know, you're hunting this person because you're doing it for family. You know, it's a whole thing about family relationships tradition blip 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 <laughs> wow for a kid who failed english many many times i finally got it i'm ready for that socratic seminar professor whoever <laughs> so this is uh another example of the movie having so many layers and just being well written she mm. gets married she's into the family she survives so she's accepted into the family so then they do this very interesting thing where after they try to kill her she takes off her wedding ring. She throws it at her husband and says, I want a divorce, which means she's not part of the family. Had she not gotten a divorce, would she have spontaneously combusted with the rest of the family, seen as how she was part of the family? Well, I, I don't think they went super in-depth on the details of the rules. Because like, oh, all you have to do is survive till dawn. And she does survive till dawn. So, and, and then the whole family gets wiped out. So technically, she's not part of the family. Because she asked I for mean, a divorce. Well, I mean, eh. I mean, even if she like, I guess no one after all of that would still want to be married, I guess. But I guess you wouldn't really necessarily need to say I want a divorce. I don't think those are the magic words, you know, like I survived this. I don't don't know. I don't don't know. Whatever. Then then you're getting too deep into nitpicking or trying to figure out a thing that probably wasn't supremely fleshed out. I think that the point of the ending is she survived and fuck her. Fuck that family. (laughs) The end. But uh, I like that they put Not, that in I there. I still love my husband, <laughs> unless he was a good guy. I don't know. If he was a good guy, then you probably wouldn't have killed him off. 
Oh no, he was not. A you good just guy. would have proven that the family is an asshole, and then they get arrested or whatever. I just wrote the alternate ending that the writers probably came up with. Too. I don't know. Yeah, but I, I like that they put that in there because it just gives you more to discuss. If you do watch this movie and you watch it with your friends, you could talk the shit out of this movie and, and analyze this movie, you know, nonstop. Just even talking here with you, I'm just keep coming up with new things that we could just talk the hell out of. But, you know, we got only so this much time we can talk about. This movie was made for millennials because it's meant to talk about things that millennials hate like tradition or family or parents or something yes. or men. I don't know. <laughs> so, um, you know, no wonder with... this movie did poorly because millennials hate going to the movie theater unless it's an Avengers. <laughs> they're they're going to wait for uh Netflix or what yeah. do millennials do now? Go to blockbuster and rent it. No. Cause there's only one blockbuster in the whole world left. Redbox. Yeah. By Seven Eleven or uh, Ralph's supermarket. Yeah. Or maybe this movie will be on Amazon Prime, but millennials don't have Amazon Prime because it costs money. I thought they do because everybody orders shit from Amazon. Nobody goes to the mall anymore. We just order. It feels expensive, but I guess it's only like a what's well, 120 bucks a month, so it's yeah. like 10 bucks a month. Uh, whatever. And you get music, movies, and delivery, two day delivery. Yeah, but I feel like millennials would still rather have Netflix and Spotify than have Amazon Prime. Will Whatever. they cancel well, their not, Netflix to This get... is not the discussion of to talk about like streaming platforms or whatever. This is to talk about a movie that's you know pretty good. And uh with that, that's a good segue to signing off. Uh, thank oh, you. I very... thought it was a good segue to use our Amazon affiliate code. Uh not yet. I think Amazon you have to recommend stuff and I don't have anything to recommend. Uh some device that you can download Anchor on. Get one of those prime Android phones. There you go. Get it. Build it. Maybe Anchor's on the Fire, Kindle Fire. Oh, yeah. So uh, download the Anchor app. Send us a voicemail. Let us know. Did you see this movie? Uh, what did you think of this movie if you saw it? Uh, well, why mean, did you not see this movie? Let us know why. You always want to wrap things up after you've talked about the whole thing. You want to talk about You want to wrap it up or quote unquote wrap it up in the middle before the spoiler talk, you know, so people have a chance to cut out but whatever who gives a shit nobody listens to this yeah that's true and i'll say that every week because i say that all the time it's my catchphrase apparently and apparently i say apparently a lot apparently <laughs> it's the new like everyone used to say oh it's like this uh like uh far out and you're i'm an like... intellect so i use a word that has more than one syllable <sighs> oh, i'm trying to think of that other movie where they kept introducing a a new word like you say this word to sound smart don't recall well everyone so uh if you're watching this on youtube uh write a comment in the youtube and uh let us know what you thought about this movie uh you know the theories about it what layers did you take away from this movie you know platitude era search for us on the go wherever you listen to podcasts except for itunes because anchor doesn't communicate with itunes or uh you I, know. Thought, I, I thought it goes to apple podcasts uh, I, I haven't found us. Uh, let me know if you find us on Apple Podcasts. Are you asking me or are you asking the audience? Uh, I'm asking you. You're the know. IT guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Whatever. So, uh, anything you want to... <laughs> it's funny. I used to also mention our social media, but I'm not heavily on that. Uh, uh, yeah, fuck social media or something. Yeah. Who needs social media?
Um, anything you want to sign off with? Was there a quote you liked? Uh, nah, uh, consider that a divorce, but I'm only thinking of it from a total recall. And uh, I like this one, it. and it was also in the song. Ready or not, here I come. <laughs>